This episode is dedicated to an Israeli food tech startup named Exosom, established in 2021. The company's first product is a formula for inflammatory bowel disease containing milk exosomes derived from cow milk. The first product, regulated as food, is intended for use in ulcerative colitis and Crohn patients for both maintenance and flare periods, and is aimed to reduce gut inflammation and improve the patient's quality of life. Exosome raised up until now $1.1 million from several investors, including Agfander, Clelit, which owns 60% of the hospitals in Israel, and Nuva, a key player in the Israeli dairy market. They are now looking to raise a bridge round of $1 million to achieve their 2024 milestones. If you're an investor interested in new investment opportunities in the food tech space, this podcast is for you. Hi, my name is Adiri Zanskinir. Welcome to the Healthcare Stage, the go-to podcast for innovators dedicated to enhancing health and wellness globally. In each episode, we dive into insightful conversations with those at the forefront of healthcare innovation. It is my absolute pleasure to host here today, Netta Garnot, the CEO of Exosome. Netta is a food engineer managing technological teams for more than 25 years. She worked 14 years in Materna, the leading infant cow milk formula in Israel, was VP R&D at Materna, which was sold at some stage to Nestle, where she served as the CTO of one of Nestle's business units. At Nestle, she also was involved in business aspects of innovative food tech projects. In the last three years, she's the co-founder and CEO of Exosome. Hi, Neta. Hi. So thanks for inviting me. <laughs> it's my pleasure. So uh, say a word about yourself. So you kind of summarized everything, but uh, let's say that you were talking about uh, my roles in the food and nutrition uh, sectors, uh, R&D and innovation. Maybe just, uh, you know, juicy uh, <laughs> information that I'm also a big believer in gender equality. And uh, I established, a co-established a social organization that promotes gender, gender equality. And we're teaching uh, women to invest in the stock exchange market. So uh, and created a women investment club. So this is something else that I'm doing uh, aside of my job. I did mainly. Amazing. Yes. Thank you for sharing this with us. So perhaps before we dive into Exosome, say a word about how the company was uh, initiated because it's based on many years of research conducted at the Hadassah Hospital. So say a few words about this. That's true. So yeah, the, the company was initiated following years of, of research, uh, scientific research, in, as you said, in Hadassah Medical Center uh, University in Jerusalem in the lab of uh, Professor Shimon Reif, uh, Dr. Regina Golan-Yerzel, and Dr. Yafa Elbaum-Shif, which are the co-founders of the company. So they were fascinated by the unique health properties of mother milk and wanted to understand more and uh, how, how this remarkable uh, liquid helped the baby to be more immune and what is the mechanism behind it, the scientific mechanism behind it. And they discovered that indeed in mammal milk, there are nanonutrients in high concentration that called exosomes. 
with the cargo of microRNAs inside. And they understood after the research that their discoveries could be transformative for many medical usages. So it's not only uh, science uh, or only academic, but a real contribute for human being. And they published their pat and patented their findings. And basically the startup Exosome with double M in the end were, was incorporated based on, the, on, on their scientific discoveries and IP and with the mission to address inflammatory related diseases with exosome based products. Wonderful. I'll just, uh, I'll just explain our uh, audience that exosomes are small vesicles typically ranging from 30 to 150 nanometers in size that are released by, by cells into their surrounding environment and they can transfer their content from one cell to another. This is why they are considered key players in cell-cell communication. And for our audience, which uh, has no biological background, I would say that perhaps the best analogy is to think about a ship bearing cargo that is transferred from one country to another country, to a nearby country. And this cargo influences the recipient country, it influences the communication between the countries, and it influences the, the surrounding area. So what is special about your exosomes? I, I, love, I like the analogy. I will use it. <laughs> the, the idea is that uh, in, in our case, in the milk exosome, so the mother is one country that generate the exosomes, the ships, and transfer them into the baby, which is the other country. <laughs> right. And through the breast milk. So in order to influence the baby health. So inside the exosome, if you like the sheep, uh, there are cargo, which are the short chains RNA, uh, microRNA, that when they are received by the baby cells, they make them perform better and, and in the end improve the baby immunity. The microRNA, which is the cargo in the sheep, mm -hmm. so there are non-coding short chains of RNA. They are controlling the gene expression process again in the baby cells. Uh, again, if you want uh, analogy, I, I like that. So uh, we can look at this like uh, like little traffic lights that are looking at the gene expression process of the self, of the recipient, of the baby cells, and make sure they are functioning well. So stopping the bad processes and promoting the good processes. Right. And uh, and so basically, uh, and again, we can say that the exosomes and the milk exosomes are kind of a gift that mother gives to her baby through the breastfeeding to protect his health and make it more immune. And what is amazing here that different mammals, and this is one of, uh, one of the discoveries that our co-founders uh, found, that different mammals have the same mechanism in the end, all mothers, whether it's human, cow or sheep, want to protect and make the offspring healthier. And we, we indeed found that there are common features between the milk-derived exosomes that coming from different mammals' milk. The 90% similarities in the cargo, in the microRNA inside. And also they are giving uh, have this, uh, the same uh, efficacy, the same uh, uh, action. They are doing the same. And the cargo, which is the microRNA, alone 
is very, very sensitive to degradation. But th this unique structure of the exosome, if you'd like the sheep, is protecting them. So they stay intact throughout the digestion system, which is very harsh. And the exosomes kind of, they are kind of a, a natural delivery system of those incredible um, component, the microRNA. And the first cells in the body of the baby that received and collect the, uh, receive the milk, milk, uh, milk exosome and influenced by it is the intestinal cell, the stomach, of course. And, uh, and this is why we started our product, our first product, to a condition of inflammation in the gut, uh, gut inflammation or inflammatory bowel diseases. Because we saw that uh, from our research that the microRNA that in milk exosomes have anti-inflammatory activity. And we know that in chronic colitis diseases, there is a severe inflammation in the gut, in the, in the, in the, the digestion system. So we decided this will be our first indication and treatment. Makes sense. And you have beautiful papers at your website discussing the different mechanism by which you were able to show the curative effect of these exosomes in preclinical studies with animal models, with colitis. Can you say a word about these unique mechanisms? That, uh, the mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. So the mecha what is unique here is the mechanism is very holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Not one one mechanism of action is very holistic and several uh, several complementary uh, actions. The first one is that the milk exosome decreasing the level of pro-inflammatory cytokines like TNF-alpha. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is the same mechanism like drugs that they use for chronic colitis doing the, having the same mechanism, re, uh, blocking the TNF-alpha. Mm -hmm. So this is one thing. But not only that. Also, we see that the, the cargo inside of the exosomes contain also TGF-beta. TGF-beta is a good cytokine. Good cytokine, it, may, it means that it's helping the body to control the inflammation and re reducing uh, inflammation. So it's not only blocking a pro-inflammatory cytokine, it's also increasing the anti-inflammatory cytokines, a good cytokine. Like upregulation. And Exactly, and yeah. that, by that, it's also con controlling and, and preventing a side effect. Key two, if there is not enough inflammation in the body, so the, the body uh, subjected to other inflammation and infection. So this is kind of controlling and balancing the inflammation in the body, which is very important. Another mechanism is that we saw that uh, significantly that the milk exosome is increasing cell pro proliferation. And why it's important, because in, in chronic colitis patients, uh, part of the problem because of the, the gut that uh, is very inflamed, it's damaged. And there is a problem of leaky gut issues. It's, it's really, um, the, the tissue is so fragile. And this proliferation helping the, the tissue, the inflamed tissue to repair itself. So this is another mechanism. And another the, the fourth one, which is also very uh, holistic and indirect, is that milk exosome has uh, has uh, milk exosomes have a beneficial effect on the gut microbiome, so it's restoring a healthy microbiome population. When there is an inflammation, the, there is a change in the microbiome population in our stomach. 
and it's helping to restoring the healthy population, which is again, indirect mechanism. And all the four of them helping the patients with the gut inflammation to recover faster and to, to prolong the remission period. We demonstrated those uh, improvement in the, in the mice model when the mice got an induced colitis, chemical colitis. And after they ate the milk exosome, we saw a dramatic reduction in the inflammation. And, is, and it is amazing because we saw it that those, this reduction of inflammation, around 90% reduction, was in the same level like the drugs that today are used for chronic colitis. In the same level, when the drugs were in their, the same level, in the preclinical stage. So it's really equivalent. That's so, amazing. Yeah. And I definitely recommend people interested in your company to uh, go into your website and read these papers. Also, there are papers about additional indications. Indications yeah, so that have nothing to do with IBD. What are these indications? The action of uh, exosome, the milk exosome, helping with the balancing infl inflammatory processes. And we know that there are many other conditions and mm -hmm. indications that are caused by inflammatory processes in the cell. For example, type 2 diabetes. It's also started because of inflammatory in the cells, in this case, in the pancreas cells. And we demonstrated that in other indication, also milk exosome improving the inflammation and improving the situation. For example, as I say, in the type two diabetes and other, other indication as well, uh, liver fibrosis also and other. This is why our vision is build platform of exosome based products that having ingredients for medical foods and nutraceuticals for several indication and, and also for different ages from infant to elderly, because we know that this is a, a new bioactive nutrient that can really help people to prevent diseases that related to inflammation and treat when they have the inflammation. Very nice. The potential is, is huge. Huge. So, so how are you uh, protecting all these beautiful ideas? Say a word about your IP. IP. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, our founders, when they found their discoveries, they patented them. Uh, we have already two patent families. Uh, in the first family, already granted patent in the US, which is a great achievement. And the patents connecting between unique biomarkers in the milk exosomes, which is very important. It's a unique biomarkers. You cannot find milk exosome without those biomarkers. Mm -hmm and connecting them to the health benefits. And also the patents, uh, of course, is also talking about the production process. So it's uh, the, the three holy <laughs> angles of the, the biomarkers, the benefits, and how to do it, the production process. Okay. So in order to treat the patients with milk-derived exosome, you needed to extract these exosome from cow milk, right? That's so right. Say a few words about the extraction methodology and the characteristics of the final product. Okay, so I will say that we started our research from mother milk, okay? But it's only an inspiration. The mother milk is only inspiration because 
it's not really a, can be a commercial scalable, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and we were looking for exosome uh, that have the same uh, efficacy and the same action, but from different source. And as I said before, we found that different mammals have similar, similar exosome with a similar uh, composition. And we, we demonstrated that there are similar attributes and similar efficacy also. And, and this is why we started to look on the cow milk or the bovine milk. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we did that we checked the milk in the supermarket, the commercial milk and milk and dairy product yeah. to see if they're having exosome inside. And unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, depending on where you see that, yeah. uh, we found that dairy product that we today consume in our diet do not contain a bioactive exosomes. And we estimated that most of the milk industrial processes destroy them. So what we did that we designed a unique method of extracting exosome from cow milk, pasteurized cow milk. And this is part of our processes, our patented processes and our trade secrets. Our technology is gentle and natural. It's very important to say it's very natural. We are not changing the natural composition of the milk exosomes. And maybe, maybe what is also nice about our extraction prost- protocol of the exosome, that we not consume more milk that needed, more cow milk that needed. We are using byproducts of the cheese production process, the cheese water or the whey water. And since we are using, uh, using a byproduct, so first of all, we have a decreased price and, and our production process is more efficient and our PNL is better. And also it's environmentally friendly because we are valorizing industry waste into a new product in a medical food in that case. And our product is a powder and we've proven its bioactivity. And also because if it is a powder, it's having a long shelf life and it's easy to consume. Our potential patient will just stir it with water and can eat it, uh, drink it very easily. So A, it sounds great. The fact that you're using a byproduct of the cheese industry is amazing because that means that the raw material is relatively uh, affordable. Yeah, amazing. And so, and you know- And I you know rarely that- see a food tech startup that have profitable, process and patents and also which i didn't talk about that yet a place a factory to produce the product yeah you just this is exactly what i wanted to to say because uh you guys uh, partnered with the knuva which is a key player in the dairy market here in israel and you are actually scaling up the production process in in their facility exactly exactly yeah say a word about this so yeah, so we have, a, as I say, we have a strategic partnership with Baemek Tech, uh, which is a, a part of Tnuva Group. And after we generated a protocol of extracting the exosome from cow milk, so we partnered them and together with them, uh, we are scaling up the process. Just to say that Baemek Tech specialized in production of whey derived products. So this is exactly their expertise yeah exactly they are suppliers of functional blends pharmaceutical lactose whey proteins for infant formula by the way this is how i met them (laughs) and they have all the accreditation for ISO, gmp and so on and this uh, strategic partnership includes joint development this is what we are doing now we are doing the scale up of the process from lab quantity that we already 
approved, but now we are doing it in a facility, a commercial facility with the equipment that can be produced tones. And this collaboration grants us exactly access to the fully equipped factory. We don't need to build a factory by ourselves, which costs millions of hundreds of millions of dollars and give us enhancing our commercial abilities and the time to market and commercial and by the way another yeah. thing yeah this collaboration also uh, give us first clients because we have also commercial agreement with them so you so, have two agreements with them one three three <laughs> three How joint three? development agreement yeah manufacturing agreement and commercial agreement as a consumer, so as a customer, so they can sell our product only in Israel. So you're interested in partnering with uh, larger players in other territories, exactly. naturally. Okay, exactly. so we, we are set, we have a check in Israel, but Israel is small, important, but small. Yeah. And we are looking for uh, partners all over the globe, in the, the US, in Europe, in Asia. Yeah. Okay, so let's say... A- a word about regulatory route because this is a this is a food route it's not a drug route you're right yeah so it's uh, it's true people ask me sometimes uh, do you need fda so i say yes but it's the f of the fda not the right. d of the FDA. it's the food part not the drug part yeah so yeah so first of all uh, our product is already considered f- since it is a food coming from food and a food production regulated as food and we already have a regulatory approval it's important to say that food need only to be safe this is the this is the basic of the of the regulation requirement and we already have it we have a self-affirmed grass grass is the general recognized as safe if you are not familiar with the terms and it's all based on preclinical work Exactly. And this is all the ne- all the all you need for in order to uh, obtain grass. But it, we are not stopping here. We are planning our next regulatory approval called notification as a new nutritional ingredient. This is not uh, self-affirmed, it's notification that you are submitted a dossier with all the uh, information and get kind of approval. And mm-hmm. I, we know that this is important for our customer in the future. I'm talking now only on the FDA, but the same we are planning also to pursue regulatory submission in Europe and in the sev- several countries in Asia also. But also, All the time remember it's not like drugs we don't need clinical trials in human because I guess we will talk about clinical in a minute yeah so we don't need the clinical trials for the regulatory approval we when we are doing it for different purposes but for the approval we need only preclinical and some of them we already have and we are pursuing to deepen them so regulatory wise you can enter the market tomorrow. But you understand no. that in order to receive the medical community adoption, you need to generate clinical data, specifically exactly. in IBD. And you guys are con- currently conducting a safety study. And uh, during 2024, you intend to conduct an efficacy study in IBD patients. So say a few words about your uh, clinical development plan for 2024. Yeah, so... Yeah, exactly. As you said, we, we decided to perform clinical uh, evaluation, a thorough one, because we want to show confirmation of efficacy. We know that medical community, their adoption and recommendation is built on human clinical uh, validation. 
I've been so many years in the food industry, me and other uh, uh, colleagues in, in exosomes, and we see many food, uh, food supplements that not really have scientific background and not really have a clinical valid validation. And, and this is not the place we want to be. Yeah. So we thought that it's pivotal to get, uh, to, to get this medical uh, community um, consent, let's say, or, or adoption. And we know that to, to do that, we need to do a clinical trial uh, according all to the rules and the regulatory. And also we know that to gain multi multinational food companies as a customer, which is this our this land strategy. Yeah. So yeah. we need the same. We need, they want to see a clinical validation. So as you say, we currently run the first one, uh, first in human in Israel, in Hadassah Hospital with healthy volunteers. The purpose of this of these studies is mainly to assess the tolerability of the product and how they influence a healthy body first before we are starting IBD patients. Chronic colitis are very severe patients. We want to see what is the influence, first of all, in the healthy body. Right. Not that we are concern about the safety, but we still want to see what is the influence. And then when we are giving the product to the next clinical trial, we want to give it to IBD patients, uh, inflammatory bowel diseases patients. And in this study, we want to demonstrate how the, our product is reducing the inflammation. So we, the first one, we'll, we will start with patient with active inflammation, active flare. Mm -hmm. And we, we want to see that the uh, what's called a primary endpoint will be a reduction of the inflammation score, which is something that doctors are usually measuring. This is part of the measure, measurement of the disease. We are starting the clinical trials in Israel, but we are looking for other sites for the next uh, trials uh, in, in Europe and in, uh, in the US. So we are looking for partners in this uh, to to, to do all those clinical plans. So very uh, uh, dramatic and challenging year ahead, right? Safety yeah. studies and then uh, first studying IBD patients uh, experiencing flare. So you're going to have uh, lots of interesting results by the end of the, of the year. Of the year, yeah. This is nice. the plan. There we are. Very exciting. To do that. Very yeah. exciting. And again, remember, we are coming, our route is coming from the clinic from the clinical, from the hospital. This is, we are, we are initiated from hospital. So this is our point of view. Yeah. That's so it. assuming all these uh, clinical studies are successful, how do you intend to position yourself? Because these patients are treated with uh, biologicals. They're treated with steroids. They are uh, treated with medical food. Where do you position yourself within this map? Yeah. So first of all, you, you say the, 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 those are the, the alternatives or the treatment that today are available for the IBD patients. They are either uh, pharmaceutical, uh, pharmacological treatment, like biological drugs, steroids, but those treatments have many uh, side effects and unfortunately have around 30% of patients not responding to them. And patients, we see that uh, many patients, I think it's around... 50% uh, of patients need surgical intervention during their life. So this is the limitation of the pharmacological uh, treatment. And the nutritional treatment today are available. Again, they, they are mainly supplying nutritional deficiencies, but they're not addressing the inflammation per se, okay, directly. 
and also they require a diet which is very difficult to stick for long term and what we say that our product will be part of their diet routine so they can administrate it first of all in parallel to the diet that they have or parallel to any pharmaceutical treatment they receive kind of an add-on that make anything that they're doing today more efficient and prolonging and again without any side effect because it's natural sounds magical what are the basic assumptions you undertake when you assess the the sales volume of uh, of your market so first of all when we look at chronic colitis the IBD we know that the onset is around 20 years in average by the way it's getting lower and lower each year again in average after uh, diagnosed uh, you have around 12 weeks of flare active acute flare uh, inflammation and around 40 weeks again in average that uh, there is a remission during the year and we pre- we are planning two uh, dosage one is a dose for acute uh, flare which is a two doses two dosage of the product per day which will be cost around 50 dollars per week and during the remission period which are longer uh, a one dose per day which is a cost about 25 dollars per week so if you are looking on the overall per ye- the value per year per patient is around one thousand and six hundred dollars and now this is the expense per patient per year for patient exactly right. spend for patient and now if you are double it with the 10 million patients worldwide that are diagnosed and we know that they are looking for natural alternatives and if we're looking with something that will promote prolong their remission and make them feel healthier with the natural uh, product so and and we know that the, this 10 million uh, patients is a number that also increased by 1.5% pro- 1. every year because they are much. And also when you are comparing our product versus other alternatives and their costs, you see that still we are very, very relevant because if you are looking at the medical food costs today for a year is around 2.5 thousand okay, dollar per year. And the biologic is <laughs> it's much, much more expensive. It's around 18,000 per year. So the cost also here are worth from the health care and the health system to go choose solutions will cost less. And for us, it's, of course, the potential here is huge when you are duplicated the numbers. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the business strategy of the company. In the previous answer, I, I looked at the scenario from one patient, okay, from the standalone, but we are planning on a B2B, business-to-business market strategy. And why? Because we see that the medical food space have few worldwide players with a very strong brands like Nestle, Abbott, Danone. And based on similar cases, we did a check, uh, we believe that they would like to add our patented ingredient to their branded product to leverage their health position and increase their value proposition and competitive advantage of their branded product. And therefore, we plan on collaborate with uh, strategic partners, what called B2B model. So our customer will be responsible for the marketing and distribution of the product. 
And we will focus on our core capability of building uh, the innovation portfolio and other indication and deepening and scientific data. In the end, our vision is to create a wide platform of exosome-based product. As we said, we're starting from chronic colitis, but to expand to other indication, according to the plan, we are we going to start generate revenue from 2025. So up until now, you guys raised $1.1 million dollars. And now you wish to raise an additional one million dollars where will that get you with the additional uh, of one uh, million dollar uh, that we are raising now in a bridge round we planning to achieve the clinical validation the first clinical validation in IBD pro, uh, patients we started already the as a I said with the healthy volunteers but we want to achieve the goal of having efficacy of clinical validation in IBD patient mm-hmm. the, we will start it in Hadassah in Jerusalem in the hospital and we want to expand to other sites also in the US and the European but to make it a multi-sites but we start uh, first of all uh, the, the plan and the budget is for one big clinical trial in Israel and we want to increase our production capacity also. As I said, now we have only a capacity for the clinical trial production, but we want to, to have a commercial capacity. So around one ton per day will be enough for that. And we want to deepening our regulatory approval. As I said before, we have planned to submit to the FDA a notification for a new nutritional ingredient. And those three... milestone the clinical validation in IBD patient the increased capacity the commercial capacity and regulatory approval with the notification will allow us to start selling to a major global partners and customers which this is the plan from business perspective and when we are starting selling to them we are starting generate revenues since we have already factory to produce in the our uh, reach to the break-even point very quickly because we don't need to invest in a lot in capex let me try and kind of uh, summarize your achievements to date you okay. have very compelling preclinical data mm-hmm. you have short and very clear regulatory route generated two patents generated one already granted one granted generated bioactive ingredient with a shelf life of a year around yeah yeah You know how to do the scale up you have a manufacturing facility that is uh, more than happy to do this for you right mm-hmm. you have With the capacity for at least for the third year from starting selling yeah nice you have production uh, profitable process mm-hmm. and most importantly it's a natural product and people are seeking non-pharmaceutical solutions and this is very impressive I, I must say because you you gained this in a relatively short period of time. Let me ask you about your disadvantages, about your risks, and how you plan to mitigate them. Okay. One of the disadvantages, for example, is our first product is not suitable for people that are suffering from milk allergies. This is something that has uh, been asked, and, and it's honest to say that if, you're, uh, if somebody is having milk allergy, you cannot... take the product now in the future we will design a product that also suitable for people with milk allergies and the main risk I think that's still ahead of us is the present of the validation in the IBD patient that's as uh, you know the the proof within the pudding we have all the scientific evidence to believe that the clinical trial will prove efficacy 
we also had encouraging interest from multinational food companies already. You know, this is the reason why we are planning the first uh, pilot study in IBD patients. And we can adjust the administration dosage during the maintenance or the flare. This is part of the, um, let's say, contingency or, or the mitigation plan. And that uh, this is why we are planning first kind of a pilot study in the clinical trial and then the big study. One of your advantages is the fact that you already have regulatory approval. You don't need to conduct all these studies in order to get regulatory approval, which means that in essence, in essence tomorrow morning, you can take your powder exactly. and collaborate with key opinion leaders, with the gastroenterologists, and let them get some hands-on experience with your solution, with your product. So exactly. you can gain insight into the efficacy of this product very, very soon and with, uh, I would say, a very low budget. Exactly. And we're looking for collaboration with clinics uh, that want to uh, do uh, investigator-initiated studies uh, when we have the, the product to, to give them. Again, it will be after a initial um, pilot, a, a clinical study pilot, but yeah, we can start very soon. We, we don't have a barrier of starting. Thank you so much for sharing this uh, important data with us. I hope this podcast will help you guys in your wonderful, important journey. For audience interested in learning more about preclinical work, demonstrating the anti-inflammatory activity of cow milk-derived exosomes, I recommend visiting exosome website, this podcast is available on my LinkedIn page called The Healthcare Stage and also on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. If you are working at companies developing novel solutions aimed at improving the lives of others, or you are a researcher in hospital or academia conducting groundbreaking research with potential clinical application, do get in touch with me at adi at thehealthcarestage.com. Neta, I hope exosome pioneering activity will enable more holistic patient-centric solution to patients suffering from IBD. Thank you so much for coming over. And thank you so much for hosting us and, and helping us. And re really, it's remarkable activity that you are doing. And thank you. Thanks.